Lynn Hiles Ministries presents Dr. Lynn Hiles That You Might Have Life. And here's your host, Dr. Lynn Hiles. Welcome back to the program again this week. We want to thank you for joining us every week at the same time. Uh, if you're enjoying what we're sharing and ministering, please tell your friends about us, share us on Facebook. Uh, helps us get the gospel around the world, and uh, especially with social media. If you go to our YouTube page and you want to watch some of the programs that we have uh, uh, shared uh, before, uh, Pastor Hughes has been on the uh, show with me for the last two weeks, and if you've missed any of them, you can go back and watch them at any time at your leisure on our YouTube page. Probably the easiest way to do that is to go to our website. There's a direct link there from our website to our uh, channel. You can actually subscribe to that channel if you have a smart device or uh, a Roku or anything that gets uh, that kind of uh, uh, video from the internet. It's there. You can also go to our uh, uh, iTunes feed there from our website and uh, you can download the audio portions on there. Uh, I have with me again on this week's program, Pastor uh, Pastor David Hughes, who pastors a great church in Benson, North Carolina, Benson First Assembly. And it is a great pleasure to have you on the program again, uh, Pastor David and uh, Pastor David Hughes. And, and I have been friends a number of years and the consistency of his ministry. Uh, there's... Uh, uh, there's no place that I wouldn't recommend him. Let me just put it that way. I, he's got a ministry that just reaches across the aisles and touches people on so many different levels because there's nowhere you can't preach Jesus at. <laughs> That's right. And his emphasis is always putting the focus back on Christ and his life in us. And uh, and it's just so powerful to me, the balance that's in his ministry. But you can go and do that. He also has a book that is now available for free on uh, Amazon.com. Uh, it's also uh, available on Barnes & Noble. And uh, I, I, it is called His Life Now, 50 Days of Grace. It's a devotional, and you can go there and get it uh, at Amazon or Barnes & Noble for the ebook for free. And then you can also get a uh, hard copy also there yes. if you want to go and, and order it. His website and information to contact him will be on the screen, and uh, you'll be blessed to listen to some of his stuff uh, that's out there. I think there's actually, you have a, it's an audio channel, but it's, you can download it from Roku, I believe, because yeah, I, I came do. across it the other day just by accident. It's Benson first. <laughs> we do have a Roku a Roku channel. It's audio only, no video. Audio, so yeah. you can just listen to it while you wander and, around and, the house. And, and it's called fine. what? Benson First? Benson First TV. You just download that to your Roku. Yeah. And uh, there's just a lot of ways to get the message that he's <laughs> preaching. I, I appreciate the technology these days. Yeah. My grandchildren are smarter than I am with all this stuff. <laughs> my right. little granddaughter says to me, Pap, you don't have to do this. You can do like this. But you can see I'm still doing this. You know, I'm, But they know how to do it better than I do. So, uh, uh, But I'm thankful for the technology and what it does. I'm just discovering all this crazy stuff it does. It's amazing to me. Uh, but we want to jump in the Word today. Again, we've been talking about putting the focus back on Christ. And uh, I really I posted something in February on my Facebook page because of Heart Awareness Month. And, yes. uh, but that's what we've been talking about somewhat in these last couple uh, segments. We've been talking about, you know, uh, love and what flows right. from our hearts. And, uh, you know, uh, under, under the new covenant, it's not law that constrains us. Right. But love is the royal law. You know, exactly. it, 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 you know, the love of Christ constrains us. It, love is one of the most powerful forces out there. When you get people doing something because they love it, yeah. you know, uh, in, in other words, they'll spend money. They'll travel great distances. They, yes. When they love it, 
they're going to do it. But when it becomes a law, it becomes a drudgery, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. But I was thinking the scripture the Lord really uh, began to drop in my heart uh, back some time ago is in Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And uh, it, verse number 10 says, For he that is entered into his rest, he also yes. has ceased from his own works as God did from his. Now, to me, rest doesn't necessarily mean we become spiritual couch potatoes. Right. It means we enter into the fact that we're trusting Him to do in us what we could not do for ourselves. Exactly. I like what the message Bible says in Romans 8, instead of redoubling our own efforts, we simply enter into what the Spirit's doing in us. That's good. Uh, but the context, the reason I read that verse is to tell you that the context of Hebrews 4 is the context of rest. It is from the position or the perspective of the finished work. That's what this whole right. focus is. So that when he comes to verse 12, for the word of God is quick. That doesn't mean it's fast. And you can usually tell by when I preach, I call it the everlasting gospel. But it means it's life-giving. That's an old English word. It means it's life-giving. The word that flows from rest is life-giving. It's quick. It's powerful. Right. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Sing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was at all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly yes. under the throne of grace, throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. This piece of scripture to me is really a powerful piece of scripture because it's, it, the, the context here again is rest. Right. And he said, the word that flows from rest, let me just kind of paraphrase it, it makes it so simple. But the word that flows from rest is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. It will reveal yeah. what's really in your right. heart. What happens so many times with the message of grace and it's doing what it's supposed to. Exactly. You know, I used to get real, you know, I, I, I got to the point almost where I was ready to back off from it sometimes because I saw once people hit the climate of freedom right. that they really were not transformed. Yes. They were conformed, you know, That's Romans good. 12. That's Because uh, under law, you're conformed. That's good. And you, you, it, it, law will make people modify the behavior, but love will transform their heart, heart and why they do it. That's powerful. And so to me, we've never, I mean, to me, I, I, sometimes it's real messy in grace because until you can get people away from what's conformed until what's in their heart shows up. That's good. But I used to, I was at first concerned and, 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 and still somewhat in some areas because I don't want to see people wreck their lives because right. God won't leave you, nor will he forsake you, but your wife might. <laughs> and you might end up in jail. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but what happens is, is the word that flows from rest, when people find out I'm not under law, I'm under grace, right. what's in their heart starts to surface. Right. And, uh, you know, not so, here's what happens sometimes when what's in their heart starts to surface. I start seeing stuff surface in people's lives, you know, under the climate of grace. And then they'd say, well, I'm not under law. That's just true. You can't put condemnation right. on me, you know, and that's, that's true again. But like I said, there are repercussions to our actions, actions yeah. and, and what we believe. But once the heart is revealed, that doesn't necessarily mean we need to act on what was in my heart. Right. It means I need to come boldly 
to a throne of grace, not a throne of judgment, but a grace. throne of grace, where I'm going to find a faithful high priest That's who's right. been touched with all of these appetites and feelings and infirmities. Exactly. And he's able to succor me, and he's able to give me a grace to help me in the time of need. And yeah. you know, one of the things I started seeing, uh, David, was that, you know, not just in, in things that we... Uh, like bad behavior things, uh, like what we normally call sin. But I started seeing, you know, man, there's so many things to be covered here, and I don't want to take all the time up because I want you to talk some. But I started seeing people, for instance, you know, there's there's a message out there now, you know, that uh, people are talking a lot about, well, you know, in grace, you don't have to tithe anymore. Right. Which, you know, I don't want to even get into the doctrine of it because here's here's the thing that I wanted to emphasize. If you came into grace and you stopped giving, the chances are it was probably a hard issue anyway. You didn't want to give right. start out with, you know. And so it was, a, it, was, it was not flow from your heart. It was not a cheerful flow from the heart giver. Yeah. You know, if you, if you stop going to church, you lost that love and feeling somewhere. So it's a heart <laughs> issue. Right. You know? If you it's started cheating on your wife, yeah. well, you said, well, that's, that, that's weird. Well, I'm seeing some of that happen, you know, even in grace with yes. people, you know, said, well, I'm not under. Well, you know what? God still loves you. But now you've got two house payments and child support. And, and, uh, right. and, and you know, so something was in your heart. Right. That's good, Lynn. You know, that, 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 that has been revealed, not so you can act on it, but so that you can come boldly to the throne of grace. Because there's some stuff that surface in your heart that you didn't know was there. Exactly. But it can only happen. Sometimes in the climate of freedom. That's good. Yeah, I, I don't want to do all the talking. No, no, that's, the, you know. that's good. I, you know, one thing you said, and I think it'll really help uh, believers, every one of us yeah. that are learning this, and particularly some pastors and ministers, because I think something you said, uh, it might have been last week's show when we talked about navigating the waters, mm -hmm. is there a lot that not really sure how to navigate grace? Yeah. Uh, and how, how do we deal with this? Because there's a lot out there that are coming into this realization of just how good the grace of God is. And we all have. And I looked and thought, some of the things I used to believe and consequently preach and share, well, that's not going to work anymore. But how do you bring a people along? How does it flow from rest? Mm -hmm. Because rest isn't the place of inactivity. It's just not our activity. Mm -hmm. It's the spirit within us. And it leads to uh, freedoms and liberties for the Lord to show who He is in us. But some of these areas and some of these things that we look at, we're, we're almost afraid to touch, I think. We're almost afraid to address. And what He said... In the scripture you read, one thing that struck me, he said that everything is naked and open before mm -hmm. him with whom we must give an account. Mm -hmm. Then I used to read that and scared the daylights out of mm -hmm. me. I thought, oh, he sees everything. He mm -hmm. sees all the terrible. Well, what he sees is a new creation. Yeah. What I don't see is that new creation. Yeah. What he's revealing, he's, oh, trying, to, he's yeah. trying to open me up to see what is already open before him. And I think about the fact that, you know, when you go back to the garden, they were naked. Yeah. Um, after the fall, what we call the fall, the transgression, Eve goes into selfie mode, Adam follows her, all of this happened, and they went and hid in the bushes. Yeah. And the Lord came looking for them. Isn't that like a good guy? I love it. I yeah. love it. He said, Adam, where are you? Yeah. Well, he knew where Adam was. And Adam said, well, we're kind of, you know, I'm paraphrasing, we're hiding out in the bushes. Well, every attempt and religious, legalistic thing we've ever come up with came from behind that bush, trying to figure out how to get back into the presence of the Lord. And he said, we were naked. Well, who told you you were naked? You were naked yesterday. I had a, 
<laughs> I had one time in my church fellowship, I told him, I said, I'm going to share a message. We don't have a billboard out front that posts things, but I said, I want to get one where, you know, you put up there and they say, you know, next week's message. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to entitle it, Let's Get Naked. <laughs> And I had a guy in the back, he just raised his hand. He said, uh, he said, Dave, uh, if you could just be sure, he said, I got to work some Sundays, he said, but I want to be sure I'm off that Sunday to show up. And it's not what you think. Because uh, some of that's gotten some of you in trouble in other ways. But uh, what he's talking about being open, yeah. being real. Because what Jesus came was to have a genuine, authentic, transparent relationship with us without pretense, without legalism, without all of these things that he dealt with, the cross, the, resu- the, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, that beautiful redemptive work dealt with all of the sins of an old man. It dealt with the old law, old nature, all of those things. And we're resurrected clean and pure. And he wants things to be naked and open. And for us to truly be naked and open is, I don't have to put on the facades. Um, it's like you were talking about, that, that, that comes from rest. We're, we're afraid, how do we deal with giving? How do we deal with these things that now suddenly we can't talk about because we're under grace so we don't. But the thing is, is now we're not compelled by the legalistic. And what you said, I, I believe is so beautiful, it reveals the heart. Mm-hmm. It reveals what was, we say, where'd that come from? It was always there. What we did was we put the mask and the facade on uh, and I played the part. I've done it. I played the part of what I thought, you know, Joe Christian was supposed to look like, mm-hmm. or, you know, whoever they were. And when grace came, I began to see these things. But what the Lord did and what the Holy Spirit did was he brought me back and he said, son, that's not your nature. Because here's what it, love gives. It's the very nature of yes, love. Yes, sir. For God so loved the world. What did he do? Gave. He gave. So just like anything else, giving is an act of love. It's not a response to law. It's not a response to legalism. I had a pastor that I sat with one time, was riding in the car with him, and he was beginning to really see some things unfolding about grace, and he asked a really good question. But it was from the perspective he was, and he said, Dave, I'm curious. I'm seeing all these things about grace and God not holding our sins against us and all of these freedoms and all of these kind of liberties he's seeing. And his question was, Lynn, he said, how do we balance grace? Mm-hmm. And I thought, therein is the, the wrong question. I need the Lord to turn my view. Because as long as I believe I've got to balance grace, mm-hmm. then I'm going to bring something in. What might it be? The law or performance? It could be a number of things. What we need is, and I believe grace is balanced in the sense that it's centered, but it doesn't need something to keep it from going too far. Exactly right. Because grace is Jesus himself. So yeah. I would ask the question, what do we need to do to balance Jesus? Yeah, well, that's he is, so good. Yeah. He's solid. He doesn't need to be yeah. balanced. So what I need is not to find what balances grace. I need to understand grace. I need the Holy Spirit to begin to open my eyes and see that this is a life of freedom and liberty for the expression of love that gives. Um, it's not to hound people because you can say, well, y'all are a bunch of preachers sitting up there. Of course, you got to find some angle to get people to give. That's really not the, the angle mm-hmm. because it is the nature of who we are. When God came to Abram, you, you mentioned uh, in an earlier show that what Jesus came to do, and we talked about that uh, sitting in the restaurant in South Carolina, was not just to fulfill the law although he did, mm-hmm. but he came to fulfill the promise yep. made to Abraham before the law. 
And the promise was this. He said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you so much so that you can be a blessing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, and the fulfillment came in Christ. That is the seed that is in us. And he said, I've so blessed you now be a blessing. So my role in life with the world around me becomes I'm blessed. Whether it's money, whether it's love, whether it's compassion, whether it's kindness, whether it's forgiveness, I've been given all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And now Jesus says, go give it all away. Forgive, bless, encourage. It's not our strength and we can't touch the whole world but maybe the Lord can have you touch somebody oh, with the expression of his life. And I don't want us to get too far away from that because mm -hmm. we've made ministering and sharing. We've almost, if we're not careful, that becomes a legalistic thing. Or, you know, we, we make all this performance and we've got to somehow, we need to have this conversation, I believe, Lynn. How does performance and grace do they have a place together? Do works and grace have any inter any interaction? Well, there are works or fruit, maybe the better way to say it, mm -hmm. that flow out of grace. That's what comes out of rest. It's not the performance of my flesh or my nature or my determination or just doing all the right things Christians are supposed to do. It's that which flows out of the genuineness of Christ, of Jesus, who is my life, expressing that life through me in compassion and love. And it may mean giving and writing a check. Mm -hmm. It may mean... Buying someone groceries, it may mean just making a phone call because if I look at it this way, Lynn, and I've heard people say this about certain things, whether it be, you know, people say I don't have to go to church, and you don't. Matter of fact, church isn't a destination, it's an identity. Mm -hmm. Buildings we get, I get that. I really do get that. A building is not a church. Yeah. But what we do is we gather. Yeah. Whether you gather in a building or under a shade tree, there should be a gathering of the saints, not out of legalism. Yeah. Matter of fact, when Paul addressed that, he said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. Why? Because you need to encourage one another. That's something coming from me to you, from you to me, mm -hmm. going to other people, because we need to encourage one another in this gospel and this grace. Mm -hmm. And so there's this outflow. We need to understand that there is fruit to the life of grace. There is a... Uh, expression of the life of Christ that flows out of us, and it comes from rest. It comes from a place where it's not my works and my activities, and that is the life where everything is becomes naked and open, where it becomes an expression where we can learn to live. Wouldn't it be great to live without facades and masks? And, and I don't think anybody meant to do it, but some of the best masks I've ever got I picked up in church. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I learned how to act the right way. You ever just sat there and you're just praising the Lord and on the inside you're just coming apart? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. How are you? I'm blessed in Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. And I can say all the right things. And if they really knew, man, I wanted to just quit. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I've been there, Lynn. I've had those moments people would say, boy, it's... <laughs> Someone came up to my wife. She'll get me for telling this story. Maybe not. Somebody came up to my wife after ministry one time, Lynn. <laughs> And, and only, listen, this is not a conceited thing because if you know, ministers are people. They're just, I mean, there's nothing special about preaching the gospel in the sense that you're on a different plane with the Lord. We're all in by grace. They ran up to Lisa Lynn and she said, oh, what must it be like to be married to a pastor? 
And I got concerned. I said, Lisa, you didn't tell her, did you? And my wife said, no, actually, I busted out laughing before I could say anything. And I just pretty much told her he puts his pants on just like you. There you go. And what we realize is I've had those moments when I said, Lord, I don't see how this is working. I'm struggling. And anybody that will ever tell you they've ever been in any aspect of ministry, I'll tell you ministers out there, if, you've, if they tell you they never wanted to quit, I've always said this. I said, either one or two things is happening. Either they're lying or you've been in the ministry about 45 minutes. That doesn't mean it's bad and I'm not knocking the ministry or elevating that above anything else. But a heart at rest does not come through our performance. It doesn't come through everything we do. It comes from that place of saying, I don't have to strive to please Him. I don't have to perform. And there's something that flows out of this. And when my heart is revealed, what do I do? When the intents of my heart, when those things that I might see and I go, that doesn't look like Jesus. What it does is it shows me that might just be flesh. Mm -hmm. That might be that law of sin and death at work in my members. Mm -hmm. But does the Lord turn the light then? Does the Holy Spirit turn the light on that and say, Dave, you got to get cleaned up? No. When you said earlier, I thought about the scripture where it says, when Jesus said when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will convict, convict the world, and, and John 16, of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Mm -hmm. And How powerful that is because he said sin, and that's right, he's going to get on them and make them stop going to the bars or doing drugs or all of these lying and cheating. He said, no, he's going to convict them of unbelief. Yeah. They don't believe in me. Mm-hmm. He looked at his disciples and he said, of righteousness, because I go to the Father and you don't see me anymore. And I believe the conviction or the convincing of the Holy Spirit upon the believer is a conviction of righteousness. He's saying, this is who you are. This is your nature. And when we are convinced of righteousness, righteousness lives. Righteousness expresses itself in whatever means and of judgment because the ruler of this world is cast down. And I believe that when we're under that convincing of the Holy Spirit, it's not... It doesn't set the light on us. A conviction of righteousness won't turn the light on me. It turns the light on Jesus, who is my nature, who's in me. And what you were saying earlier, I believe, is so powerful in of, of the fact that it is a nature that's being expressed. And when we understand that, I believe it was the last show you talked about, Scotty, um, or might have been earlier, but he, had, he raised spice dogs, mm -hmm. little squirrel dogs. And I remember him telling that story where he said, you know, you... You can wreck a squirrel dog by trying to teach him how to tree a squirrel. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about him, and if you do, don't please don't uh, get on me for my ignorance. But I, this is what I learned from it. He said, I set a vice in the atmosphere, in the climate where it functions, and the nature of that dog will show up. Mm -hmm. It'll tree a squirrel. He said, but if you tried to teach it that externally, he said, you'd almost wreck the dog. Mm -hmm. But if you'll just nurture the nature that's innate in that dog. Now, I'm not saying we're dogs, but we have the nature of Christ. Yes, sir. And through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, what he does is set light on that nature. It's love. It's mercy. It's grace. It's forgiveness. And it doesn't need a balancing with anything else. I believe it needs liberating. I believe it needs to be freeing because we should have, and I'll say this, I believe this in grace, our conduct and the expression of the life comes through us should look like Jesus because it is Him. That's right. And if it's not, I can have the freedom and the liberty and God not holding my sins against me and being accepted in the Beloved and seated in heavenly places. All of that is still true, but I'm not expressing and experiencing that life except through yielding to that life. And for some people, don't, put, don't hit the remote yet. 
Don't change the channel. Some people go, I'm not listening to law. This isn't law. This is life. Mm -hmm. This is love. This is his nature showing up and expressing himself. And it's and I believe it comes from wrestling in, in one way because it's effortless on our part in the sense of us having to manufacture it. Mm-hmm. Trees bear fruit. I yeah. mean, how simple can that be? But there's a sap that flowed through that tree, and that sap is the life of Christ. And so that sap is going to produce in the branches what is the nature of that tree. And I remember when Jesus, I've heard people go there, and they talk about his Sermon on the Mount. Boy, that one used to get me. I don't know about you, but boy, he condemned everything, you yeah. know. He, he got to him and he said, you know, I know you boys think you've done well, you've kept the law, you've done everything just right, but you know, if you have malice in your heart, you know, you've committed. If you lust after a woman in your heart, you've committed adultery. If you do these, if it's in your heart, you've done it. And what he did was use the law brilliantly for what it was meant to do, to condemn all under sin and mm-hmm. show them that you needed a Savior. There's none righteous. No, not one. Mm-hmm. And then it's as if Jesus just kind of lost his train of thought, I guess, but he didn't. He goes on and talks through some things, and then he comes into this thing where he starts talking about trees. And I'm thinking, you were talking about the law, now you're talking about a good tree and a bad tree. And you said a good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. And here's the kicker. Be holy as your Father in heaven is holy as what he said. So what does that have to do with trees? He said, I'm telling you, I'm putting you into a new tree. I'm giving you a new nature. Mm-hmm. so that what's on the inside will flow out. I'm not telling you this is the commandment of how to keep the law and how to behave. What I'm going to do is put a living law that's a life in you, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now through faith, through yielding, learn to let that life, my life in you, express itself. And so what we have is we're in a good tree. We're no longer in Adam's tree. I want to sing the Adam's family theme you know, ba-da-ba-dum. that's not us. That's <laughs> We're in the tree of life. We're grafted into Christ so that that expression can come from that place of rest and that place where the fruit is bountiful because it's Christ in us. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, that's, that's so powerful. Just, you know, it's our nature. Yeah. You know, and, and, and in the climate of freedom, everything surfaces. Right. You know, and... and, and uh, the powerful thing is, even when we've seen the flaws, we can still come boldly to a throne, not of judgment, but of a throne grace. of grace. Right. And obtain mercy, find grace, find a faithful high priest, because again, the focus points back to Jesus. Not to selfie mode. Yeah. But it points back to the divine supply. Yeah. Uh, we're just about out of time. It's been so powerful. <laughs> uh, tune in again next week. I'm going to have Pastor Hughes on with me again next week, but if you've uh, missed any of these, go back to YouTube and uh, watch them. They're archived there for your enjoyment. Uh, let me just take a moment, too, to tell you that uh, if you'd like to get behind what we're doing with the television ministry and this kind of a message going out, uh, you could co- become a partner with our ministry. We deeply, deeply appreciate uh, uh, your help and your support. Those of you who have supported us know that we do not barrage you with a whole bunch of letters and manipulations trying to get you to do something. We believe God is able to lay on your heart what you should do. But if you've been blessed by this ministry and you'd like to see what we're saying and largely be taken around the world, uh, there's ways to do that. You can go to our website and you can give via credit card there. There's an address on the screen where you can 
send a check or money order to Lynn Howes Ministries, and it's tax deductible. Or you can call the number on the screen. If you don't get an answer immediately, because we answer a lot of calls, please leave a message, and they'll get back with you. And uh, you can give via credit card or debit card or whatever. Tune in again next week, and please tell your friends about us. God bless you for joining us this week. The word repentance means to change your mind. The message of John the Baptist and of Jesus was to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is accessed by a change in our thinking. If you are in outer darkness, there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. That reality is not always out in the distant future. It is in people's lives right now. One simple mind shift can move you out of darkness and weeping and into light and rejoicing. God wants to wipe all tears from our eyes and replace our weeping with joy.